Welcome to the Unveiling Grace podcast, a place to experience a grace that heals. Allow this grace to take your life and your relationships to another level as it frees you from the weight of performance-based religion. Enjoy another episode as Joel Groh and Lynn Wilder share encouraging stories and candid dialogue that can help you experience a grace that heals. It's hard to drop into a new culture all alone and start living and working in a place where you know no one. It's even more difficult when you've come to start a new Christian church in a place where the majority of people don't want or feel like they need what you have to offer. Yet, that is exactly what today's podcast guest did seven years ago. Today, Rich Sanford pastors a thriving church in South Jordan, Utah. In this episode, he shares the challenges and strategies of sharing the gospel in the heart of Mormon country. One note on the audio of this podcast. Rich needed to join our meeting in a local cafe with Wi-Fi. So from time to time, you'll hear some noise in the background. Just wanted to apologize in advance for this distraction. And now, here's today's interview with Rich Sanford. Hi, and welcome to another Unveiling Grace podcast. So glad you've chosen to join us this morning. I'm Joel Grote. And I'm Lynn Wilder. And we have someone from Utah with us today. This is kind of exciting to me. One of the things I've seen as we're in as many as 100 churches a year with Adams Road is that God seems to lay on the heart of certain people to be interested in Mormonism. Sometimes they have Mormon co-workers or neighbors or friends or family. And then those people are just drawn to learn how to witness to Mormons and, and many of them actually go to Utah. We have with us this morning a pastor in Utah, Pastor Rich Sanford, who came here a few short years ago. I suspect with just that heart for Mormons, um, he's at Mission Church in South Jordan, and he does a YouTube channel called God Loves Mormons. I love this place. I often send Transitioning Mormons to the YouTube yeah. channel God Loves Mormons. It answers a lot of the doctrinal differences between biblical faith and Mormonism. So welcome, Pastor Rich. Tell us a little bit about yourself and then tell us how you got to, to Utah and why. Well, thank you. Thank you, Lynn and Joel. It's it's great to, to hear from you today and get a chance to be with you. Um, Lynn, you kind of hit the nail on the head there. We really feel like we, uh, my wife and I, who were born and raised in the western suburbs of Chicago, uh, just had our hearts just opened wide up, and the Lord put a love for Mormons in and uh, sent us to Utah. Uh, from an earthly perspective, we really have no business living in Utah today. Uh, we have no <laughs> business um, uh, being out here and, and loving the, the Mormon people and serving uh, alongside them. Uh, but uh, the Lord just did this work, and, and here we are. So we've been in Utah now for about seven years, um, mm. planted the mission church uh, out of our home, and that's slowly grown. And um, our, our main 
focus when we moved out here was to help Mormons see the gospel and uh, just to spend time with the people that we've learned to love out here. So uh, that's kind of been our ministry focus. And uh, our church is overwhelmingly uh, right now those who have come out of the, the LDS church. And uh, so we're, we're quite familiar with many of the regular uh, issues and concerns of uh, our many Mormon neighbors and uh, what the transition of that looks like, even though we haven't experienced it ourselves. Although I think you told me a few years back that so that you could get to know the Mormon culture and the Mormon people, you did a Bible study in your home, right? That had a number right. of transitioning Mormons who were investigating the Christian faith. So what did you learn from that? Yeah, that was a, that was a pretty eye-opening experience. It's not uncommon for when church planters do move out to Utah. And there's not a lot of us, but when, when that does happen, uh, it's pretty difficult to come with a team of people, other Christians who move to Utah with them. Yeah. And um, what, what happens as a result of that is that um, most of the relationship and camaraderie that is formed is with the Christians who usually never been Mormon and move on out here. Well, my wife and I, we prayed, Lord, please send some faithful believers with us so we don't have to be alone in this endeavor. And uh, the Lord said, no, <laughs> we, we wondered why, <laughs> why oh, we just want to not be alone out here. But what we realized later is even though the pain of kind of having to experience just being entirely alone, kind of parachuting in, it made us have to rely on our surrounding uh, uh, Mormon and some ex-Mormon neighbors and the people that we just met in our community for relationship. And so all of our investment of our energy was not in our uh, Christian bubble where we came from, but mm. it was with people who were um, born and raised and every part of their life was influenced by the LDS church. We lived just a few blocks down from one of the temples in South Jordan. And um, that was a wonderful experience to get to know uh, what really is going on inside the hearts and the minds of those who were born and raised in Mormonism. And we learned some big things right off the bat. Um, one thing that was probably most surprising to me was how committed uh, many Mormons were, even those who wouldn't necessarily take the particulars of the LDS faith very seriously. Some would even refer to themselves as Jack Mormons, you know, that, that term. Um, and yet kind of had built in to their thinking a sensitivity towards any type of um, uh, doctrinal differences, uh, any type of disagreement with, with Mormon doctrine or leadership. And so um, we had to learn very quickly that people had uh, been taught from a young age to take those things very seriously and helped us learn a special sensitivity to that and, and try to learn a new language so that we could best reach those people. Wow. That well, and having been LDS, we were always taught, right, that we were the one true church. And so Satan was always after us. And so I, I was just hypersensitive to the fact that particularly Christians who we didn't see necessarily as on the same page as us as Mormons um, were going to not like us and persecute us, right? And so that made me fearful kind of of the Christian community. A lot of that has changed over the years in Utah. You know, for a long time, we used to say in our presentations that Utah had less than 2% evangelicals, right? The most unchurched, as, as Christians say, state in the United States of America. And 
I just looked it up before we started and it apparently it's 7% now. Okay. So God has been not only bringing people in, bringing evangelical Christians into Utah, but grassroots, they're coming out of Mormonism and choosing biblical faith. And you say how much the majority of your church is former Mormons? Uh, somewhere between 60 and 70% of the families that are church today uh, come out of the LDS church. Okay. So what I want to know is coming into Utah, into a very different culture, which I also um, have never been a member of the LDS church, um, have spent more than the last 30 years engaged with LDS people in culture and doctrine and all of that. Um, but what did you find I guess, challenging as you tried to establish relationships and meet people, you know, dropping in like that, especially as you probably, you know, just self-identified, Hey, I'm, I'm a Christian pastor, or I'm, I'm just a a believer from the Midwest, not even from Mormon, you know, from Mormon territory. Um, What did you run into you know, this is probably not surprising at all to hear for you or anyone else who's listening into this, but um, I remember uh, we just decided that uh, we we're going to let the Holy Spirit guide who would be our friends and those we'd have a relationship with. And the way we're going to do that is by sharing the gospel with every single person that we met, uh, at least by the mm-hmm. second time we saw them. That was just kind of a little metric for us wow. just to try to be bold. And so we met them at a, at a store, at a park, or in our neighborhood. Majority, of course, we're in our neighborhood. That's where our kids would play at the parks and we'd talk together and invite people over for dinner. So in sharing the gospel, just as clearly as I could, um, and, and quick background, I had been a pastor for seven years in Chicago before moving to Utah, uh, preaching and teaching and sharing the gospel very regularly. So I thought that I, I had a decent uh, way of doing <laughs> Pretty that. Pretty good I, grasp. I thought, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I, I thought I, not, not just an understanding of the gospel, hopefully, but even just a way to communicate it. And so I remember just sharing the gospel with uh, many different groups of missionaries, and uh, uh, the, the bishop of the ward nearby, a handful of different uh, people in the leadership of the, of the local ward. And every time that I would share the gospel with somebody else, they'd all nod along and go, yes, we agree with all of that. And that, of course, is probably not surprising for you to hear. I realized we right. had to learn a new language in order yeah. to uh, distinguish uh, the historical biblical faith from what the LDS church taught the gospel. Right. Now, the other question that I wondered about is, how did you go about learning Mormonism? How did you go about, um, whether it was a study, was it just talking to people, interviewing them? How did you come to where you felt like, okay, I kind of understand who these people are, where they're coming from? You know, we investigated that as though it was the most serious study uh, we'd ever been involved in. So read through the standard works with some Mormon neighbors. Um, uh, I tried to pound through the Book of Mormon at every footnote, not just to say I finished it, but to actually uh, engage with all of it. I, I, don't, I don't necessarily think every Christian uh, engaged in um, Mormon ministry or reaching out to Mormon neighbors or friends uh, needs necessarily to do that. We just knew that uh, being out here with our expectations, me being a preacher and a teacher, I, I really wanted to understand uh, that from the inside. So I um, spent months walking through every line of the Book of Mormon, Doctrine of Covenants, Pearl of the Great Price, um, wow. uh, watched conference lectures. Our very first Sunday here, 
was regional conference. So we joined oh, wow. uh, 20 plus <laughs> thousand uh, of our Mormon neighbors that went downtown to the conference center and just tried to experience it. Uh, I spent a lot of time on the street doing street evangelism, just uh, talking to people as they passed downtown Salt Lake City and asking them, um, th- probably one of my most helpful questions that I, that I learned to ask is, um, hey, can I talk with you about, about your faith? If a person would say yes, the next question I would ask is, what do you think is the biggest difference between Mormonism and non-Mormon Christianity? And I would have people very eager to tell me what that was. And so it was no longer me just suspecting what it yeah. is that Mormons right. I was gonna is different, but I asked. So what were, I mean, did you come across any, were the answers all across the board? Was there some common threads? Would you, what were like your top, your top three or four answers what did people identify as the differences? Uh, easily. Top four, Trinity, uh, okay. prophecy, authority, and something regarding church leadership or, or even grace. So those are the, the top four, th- three or four different things okay. that we'd hear on repeat. So somebody would say, well, no offense, but you believe you can just say you believe in Jesus and then kill someone and go to heaven. So that'd be one. So they, their, their understanding of how we, uh, what they think Christians mean when we talk about grace. Uh, we they call would that say authority. Cheap grace. Yeah. As a Mormon, we call that cheap grace. You believe yes. in cheap yep. grace. Exactly. It doesn't it was cost great. me anything. Yeah. 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 It doesn't make mm-hmm. sense. It actually, and it doesn't make sense to us, does it? We pay for everything. We, we assume that that's the way right. it would work with, mm-hmm. with the gospel. And not only did I hear those things on repeat, but I also heard the way that, uh, my LDS friends were talking about it. So I was learning the language as mm-hmm. much as I was learning the issues. And so that's actually what prompted uh, the, the ministry. We started godlovesmormons.com started at a web, as a website, YouTube channel, because I, I just wanted to convey in Mormon languages that I was learning uh, the truth of the Bible and answering some of those concerns, some of those objections and wanting to help even coach other believers to, to engage in the same way. So, so here's a question. Was part of the motivation behind the God loves Mormons, did Mormons have a sense that the Christian God didn't love them? It was, it, it was stemmed out of a, uh, a kind of a, a desire to convey right off the bat um, uh, Romans 5.8. While we were still, uh, God demonstrated sure. his love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. We wanted to begin with, the reason I'm talking with you about this, the reason I'm engaging you with the gospel, the reason I want you to hear this is because God's love is so great. It's so overwhelming. We wanted to begin with that as the starting point of conversation. I know, and I've, I've learned, and I know still now, the sensitivity that comes out of any press against Mormon doctrine quickly gets seen as unloving, as, well, yes. you, you hate me, you hate my leadership, you, no, yeah. no, no. I, I, we love you. We want what's good for you. I'm trying to proclaim the love of God for you. And yeah. so uh, that was kind of a constant reminder and a starting point for us um, to, to have that as just the way that we talk. And not only was it love in just the expression of grace, telling people about the mercy and all these wonderful attributes of God, but we wanted to um, kind of reject one of the lies that we kept hearing coming out here, uh, which was just don't talk about Mormonism. Don't engage with it. Never talk to somebody. Just live quietly as a believer. And someday, maybe 
10 years from now, someone might come up and say, hey, I noticed you're not a Mormon. I'm and sorry, so, I didn't get it. I had Christian family. I didn't get it. Yeah. You know, uh, and there's a good number of people out here who greatly appreciate us not dealing with them and their faith with kid gloves on. Listen, I'm just going to tell you straight. You're never going to have to worry. Is Rich hiding something? Is, 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 is his church trying to kind of squirrel stuff away? Is they have this, yeah. this kind of sacred things you're not allowed to talk about? There is mm. nothing that, we're, that we will hide from you. We want every possible good for you. Yeah. We want the greatest possible joy for you. That's the only reason I'm on the street mm. talking with you right now. It's the only reason that I'm doing any of this because God's love is just that big. So that's why we wanted to really harness that title to help people understand. That's what we were starting as we talk about. Yeah. And that kind of boldness, I think really draws Mormons because we weren't used to that. Right. We're, we're, um, everything for me when I was Mormon was kind of behind your back under the table. I was only going to offer you little bits of what I thought you might be ready to hear rather than laying it all on the table at first. And when I learned that authenticity of Christianity, I wept. It was so wonderful. And the first way I learned that was in a Bible study one night. I remember confessing that I was full of pride, that I've been full of pride for years. And once I, <laughs> I got it out there in this authentic way, it had no hold on me anyway. It was the most freeing thing. And so I honestly think that approach is so helpful with Mormons because they're unused to that kind of refreshing, authentic boldness, right? Their culture is very different from that. I right. think that's very true. And I've also learned from just uh, being in the circuit, it's very easy even to unintentionally come across snarky, uh, belittling, kind of mocking of Mormon views and, 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 uh, and thoughts. I mean, even just sharing some of the details of Mormon uh, 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 kind of doctrine with people outside of the state. The, the typical response is, what? How? That's ridiculous. Who would believe that? That's the kind of sentiment. But if you just understand, this is this is a belief system people grow up in and understand. And, right. and there actually are uh, reasons for why they get there. They're not just picked out of the air. And uh, we want to be gentle with someone and help them understand. And so we just said, we, we really want to approach this with dignity. And it's actually one of the reasons that even on, on any given Sunday, if the text that we're preaching through on a given Sunday happens to mention things that I know a Mormon might think of differently, we want right. to help express. And I'll, I'll say often things, hey, so if you came out of an LDS background, or if you have Mormon neighbors and are wondering how to talk about this, or if you're LDS today and you're wondering, why do Christians think we don't need a living prophet? Well, let me show you. This is one of the verses that we think explain that to us. And so it dignifies the conversation for the Mormon who might be present, um, not, not mocking. And it also helps the Christian learn how to engage with compassion, but with clarity at the same time. And so that, mm. that's what we're trying to convey. Yeah. And that, I mean, that, to me is what's so important is so good is the heart that we bring into the conversation and that it's a heart of I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt in terms of the both sincerity and the validity of what you believe in your and your the fact that you have good reasons for what you believe what you believe now we may not believe the same but I'm going to grant you those reasons. I'm going to listen to those reasons. I'm going to give them full credence 
so that you, so that I understand where you're coming from. And so that if we are going to talk about differences, at least all that's on the table. You're not starting from a disadvantage where I've already disparaged what you believe and, and, and really can't imagine how anybody would believe that. Cause that's such a short circuiter to not just the conversation, Absolutely. but to relationship. Absolutely. And so uh, we, we've had visiting teams that come out quite regularly. I'm sure that both of you have tried to help uh, different groups of Christians and they're yeah. asking how to deal with Mormons. And um, you can weed out real quick when somebody just wants to, to, to puff themselves up with uh, how to disprove a, a false belief or something. And uh, right. we've got to be so, so careful with that uh, to make sure that's not the sentiment that comes across. Just, if, if, if that's the way you want to go do it, just don't do it for now. Okay. <laughs> uh, just, right. just become more humble there. Not here, um, not right now. Yes. Because and, and, the Book of Mormon says contention is of the devil. That approach does not work with Mormons, will not work with Mormons. There are very few Mormons really that want to engage in that kind of back and forth arguing and that does not bring folks to Christ, as far as I'm concerned. That would be an outside, you know, case if that ever happened. Um, they, they're very relational, right? They're very loving. They're very caring. They're very service oriented. And so yeah. they honor and respect that kind of behavior. Um, I even tell Christians, um, don't wear sleeveless stuff even maybe when you talk to Mormons because some of those things are so offensive to them that they can't even hear what you're saying, right? And so it, it's helpful to be that familiar with the culture. We also often just tell people to use questions, right? Just plant questions. And I don't need an answer to that question. I'm just planning a question so you'll go home and look it up and figure it out with the Lord in the Bible, which is um, changes lives. Amen. Amen. Yeah. That's so true. Well, we're probably down to the last couple, three minutes of this episode. So I guess to kind of finish this, and I, I we definitely need to do a part two, because I want to hear about more how your ministry has developed, um, what was effective. What I want Mormons... to hear is, huh? I want to go to those doctrinal issues yes. when he was on Temple Square talking to people. Like, I, I think we should ferret out those particular four doctrinal issues that he says Mormons believe, because many Mormons and many Christians don't know how those are different, right? Or yeah, how Mormons absolutely. see them as different. That sounds like a and, wonderful ideal. And so that's what, what we're doing in the next episode. What kind of conversation you might have regarding those. Right. Yeah. So I would say to conclude then, Rich, why don't you go ahead and run through, give us like those four top differences that Mormons identified as different that they saw between traditional historic biblical Christianity and the Mormon faith, um, just kind of give those again. And then that's where we'll jump back in next time in our next episode with you. Great. Yeah. So obviously everyone has a little different story, uh, but we just continued to find the same themes coming back up. And so that usually stemmed from Trinity. You guys have a weird view of the Trinity. There's like three gods, one God, that don't think. Um, mm. Authority. Who's in charge? What authority did the person have who baptized you? If you're a if you're an evangelical Christian, if you're not a Mormon, um, prophecy, and then grace. So those were the ones that tended to come up more than any of them, and uh, almost certainly 
if there was something else brought up at first, it only takes a couple of points in the conversation to bring it back to one of those four. Okay. Love it. Excellent. Well, we're excited about the next episode then. Thank you so much for being with us on this episode of Unveiling Grace podcast. And we just want to say to our listening audience, if this has been helpful to you, uh, or if you think of someone that you think part of this conversation might be helpful to, by all means, feel free to share the podcast. You can do that either from our website, unveilinggracepodcast.com, um, or from iTunes, we're on iTunes, we're on Spotify. I think we're on Google Play. Almost anywhere you can find a podcast, you're going to be able to find Unveiling Grace podcast, but share that. And if it's been helpful to you, we love it when people leave reviews uh, and ratings because that lets us know what you like and the sort of things we want to be doing because we want this podcast to be helpful to you and it helps other people like you find it. So, when we th thank God for the pastors in Utah. Amen. Um, it's, it's a unique mission field and you really need a heart for the people and for their culture. And you need to be approaching the people in a way that works for them. And so we appreciate particularly the fellowships that are willing to do small groups with transitioning Mormons. So either Bible studies specifically yes. for them or even smaller congregations, um, I think are really helpful to get them acclimated to Christianity. And then our ministry is always willing to help the, the I think the most helpful doctrinal thing you'll find at uh, unveilingmormonism.com. We have a Bible topical guide and it lists yeah. 40 things Mormonism teaches. And then we just say, do you want to know what the God of the Bible has to say about that? Here, here might be some places to go. So we will um, link to that in our show Absolutely. notes. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll have that in the show notes. So good. Thank you, Rich. We'll see you again. God bless. It's been a pleasure. Grace and peace until next time. Thank you for listening to the Unveiling Grace podcast. Join us next time for another conversation devoted to helping your life and relationships flourish. As always, you can find show notes, program transcripts, and leave us your comments and questions at unveilinggracepodcast.com. For a limited time, we are offering the Wilder's book, Seven Reasons We Left Mormonism, for a donation of any amount. Go to unveilinggracepodcast.com and click on the free book button to request yours. We greatly appreciate your support for the Unveiling Grace podcast, where you can experience a grace that heals.